0: Sometimes I catch myself looking at other designers and I'm like, oh God, I need to be- do this or do that. It's really easy to get caught up in what you don't have. Really just honing on what you're having, what your skills are and yeah, great things will come from that. Everybody wanna get the bag, but y'all don't really know what it's gonna take. Trying to figure out how to start now. Blue gems, got to show you the way. Cause we talk finance and amortizing and anything it takes to get real estate. We blue gems, AG dropping blue gems, new podcast, baby, tune in. We in this thing dropping blue gems.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Blue Gems, where we have Bridget Whitney here. What a pleasure having you here today on Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to everybody. So, what are you up to? How did you get into real estate? How'd you get into design? And what are you up to?
0: That's a long answer. Um, I am 24 years old. I live in San Diego with my boyfriend and we graduated college peak COVID. It was 2020. We were seniors in college and we were like, WTF are we going to do with our life? Like we both have degrees and some, I mean, he's business real estate. I was health patient. I wasn't in the design world whatsoever, but we were at home like all of us. We were super bored and we're like, you know, what should we do with our time? So we ended up going to Goodwill and finding things on Facebook Marketplace that were like pieces of furniture that were kind of old and raggedy and completely transforming them. And then from then, we realized that like, not only is it super fun to decorate a space with unique furniture, but we can make money off of it. From there, from flipping furniture, that was like, we obviously couldn't work during COVID. So like, that was like our main source of income. So we're like, let's like level up. And We decided to. We had a friend that had been in the Airbnb arbitrage model, and we we didn't really, I haven't really heard of that. My boyfriend Blue is more into the real estate. I like the decorating part. So, long story short, him and I converted a van and we traveled across country for four months. And we ended up in Nashville and we found a place that we could do Airbnb arbitrage for. And we were like, you know, there are so many Airbnbs here, there are thousands. And how can we stand out? beyond all the other ones like how can we ensure that this isn't going to be a waste of money and we're like okay well Nashville's really weird and it's all about bachelorette parties and funky and color and uniqueness so we're like let's just make this place the weirdest place possible and like just go outrageous with all the colors do random murals and kind of like tying the nashville theme with like some cow print wallpaper and little accessories but not make it so nashville where it's like says Nashville on the wall. Like, we're not really into, like, theming of that. We like subtle themes. Long story short, we thrifted a ton of stuff on Facebook Marketplace, and we got a lot of weird wallpaper, and we just put it out there in the world. From then, I started posting on TikTok, and I posted that Nashville Airbnb and, like, the process, and that kind of blew up a little bit from there. From there on out, we have done jobs of like, commercial spaces. We did a brewery, a cafe. We do Airbnb's. And we're looking to do our own. But yeah, that's basically along the short story of how it all started. That's
1: amazing. Now, if I wanted to hire you guys, are you only working in a remote area or are you willing to travel? What's that look like?
0: Yeah, we do anything. Right now, we're only taking full projects. Like we won't travel for like just one mural or like one room in a house, but we are open to going anywhere within reason, I think. Like I don't know if we would go somewhere like out of the country yet, but. Yeah, we're open to going anywhere and we're really good at finding places and like hubs and like getting a U-Haul. And so anywhere we can find funky stuff as long as. Yeah. So, yes, the short answer is yes.
1: Amazing. So let's talk about, you know, some of these funky and unique uh, pieces that you're finding predominantly where are you shopping to find these because i've seen some of your your work and it's incredible um i hope that uh the listeners get a chance to chime in and check out some of your work and they will um but yeah like where are you finding these pieces
0: so facebook marketplace like i will that's my ride or die i love facebook marketplace i am on it austin it's like honestly probably my job is to be on facebook (laughs) but that like I always tell like my followers, you need, if you want funky stuff and if you want to stand out from anyone else, even if it's just in your home, you need to be on Facebook Marketplace. It has the coolest, funkiest finds. And a lot of times it's significantly cheaper because a lot of times people don't know the item worth. I also say like, it's really cool because you can find like a piece of furniture that has a great shape, but it's really like just the style, like the colors aren't right. You can always repaint that and like make something out of garbage, kind of. But yeah, I, I feel like Facebook Marketplace over like a Goodwill or Salvation Army, just because it's more curated and you don't have to waste your time driving for something if it's not there.
2: So let's talk a little bit about your portfolio. You mentioned the one arbitrage deal. What does your portfolio look like today?
0: So we right now, we only have our arbitrage in Nashville. We're looking to expand, but with how our life has transcended like we're super into that TikTok and like having ads with brands and designing other people's spaces so we're trying to kind of ride that wave for now save up enough to buy a property of our own.
2: Yeah, I know you're big on, you know, on TikTok on Instagram. Talk a little bit about how content has changed your business.
0: <laughs> That's a great question. Um it's so hard. It's hard to know exactly what it does, but I will say having our Airbnb on TikTok, at first when Airbnb, when you were allowed to title it, we could say like TikTok viral, say that was super helpful. Now it's a little bit, you can't really have that. I'm, I'm pretty sure, right? Like you can't really name it. It's more so just like the location or whatever. Anyways, we have a lot of people that book our Airbnb because they saw it on TikTok or they'll save it or send it to people. Like we have a lot of saves on our on our unit because they've seen it online. Also, like, what's really cool is that people that have been on TikTok are people that stay, which are people that will share on their social media and tag us. So it's kind of like this really cool cycle of they're going to come and they're going to share onto their social media and then other people are going to see it all because of our social media. I don't think that's like the key. I think you can do have a really popular place without having social media, but it's a really great plus if you can, you can get that.
1: Now, I wanna talk about the difference between your unit and a similar comparable property that's you know near your property in Nashville. Your design component versus just a ordinary Ikea, what's the varying difference? Have you seen a big drastic change between the two?
0: So yes, we in our specific location, our little area in downtown Nashville, we were actually the top producing two bedroom, our area in the summer months. So we were at 96% occupancy, I want to say. Amazing. So, yeah, so it's been great. And obviously we can charge more. I, I want to say we, we, we don't charge like something outrageously more, but I would say at least 100 or 200 more on top of just being booked more. Um, another wonderful thing about having a funky design as opposed to an Ikea design is that the people that come and stay with you Are always happy. Like we rarely get a Karen. Like we get people that are excited (laughs) and like they're in their
2: poor Karen. (laughs) Poor (laughs) Karen.
0: We get people that are like looking forward to it and they plan it for a while because it's a fun event. Like they're not coming last minute. Like it's intentional. And so we have really had little problems with the people that we have. And like let's say there is an issue where if the dishwasher is not working, they're like, you know, it's okay. Like. We love it here. It is so cute. We're going to watch the dishes. Like they're just different types of people than like somebody who would book a farmhouse place.
1: That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. I I would be in that same statistic, right? If I visited your place, I'd be like, you know what? There's nothing that can happen during my stay that could make this a bad time because this property is so dope. It's so cool. It's so unique. It gives me like a good energy. So screw the dishwasher.
0: So yeah, exactly. Which we love that. Awesome.
1: If I'm on a limited budget, what would
2: you recommend or where, where should I spend most of my money? So where would I get the highest ROI, you know, for my design budget?
0: Okay, so I thought hard about this question because I have so many different thoughts on this. But I'm going to give you several things, little hacks that you, you can, can do. It. If you can't hire somebody and you just don't have a ton of design background or skill in that matter. That would be me. Yeah. Number one, I say peel and stick wallpaper is my ride or die. Like literally peel and stick wallpaper. You might, um, if you do it with your partner, like you guys might get into a horrific fight because it's so stressful putting it up, but it is a game changer. Like it adds dimension. It adds something different. Like a lot of places don't have things on the wall, you know, like this the mural, but like a lot of places just have, you know, normal white walls adding that peel-and-stick wallpaper just completely changes the dynamic. Like, I can't even show you here. Our bed, like, we have it behind our bed. So, like, focusing on main areas, like, the TV wall in your living room, putting peel-and-stick wallpaper there, or your bedroom wall, or, like, even the kitchen, just, like, having three areas that you can put peel-and-stick wallpaper. If you are able to do a mural or can't afford to hire somebody, that is the answer. But also, I would say another thing I notice a lot when I look at people's Airbnbs, and I actually usually don't book people's Airbnbs that don't have a cute couch. I love a cute, like, comfy velvet couch. And they're really not that expensive. Like, I I feel like they're the same price as what people are buying from Costco or, you know, even West Elm. It's like At West Elm, you'll spend $4,000 on a couch, but you can find a velvet couch on Wayfair or even Facebook Marketplace for significantly cheaper. Like I would say, get a colored couch. Like that is a non-negotiable for at least the places that we do. It just makes a different element. And then it it allows you to not have to add like so much color all over the place because your statement pieces are of color. I would also say on that note, this might be like too much information. No, no, no never, no, never. No. never. Nope, <laughs> I'm learning a lot, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> okay, good, take notes. So, I would say another thing that I've noticed that people do that I would advise against is being too matchy match. A lot of times we're like, I don't know how to add color, so I'm only gonna add navy blue. So their couch is navy blue, the accent chair is navy blue, the bar to the navy blue. I think it's really cool and very easy, like surprisingly easy to put colors together. So if you wanted a navy blue, have like add a little accent chair that's pink, and then like an orange bar stool colors go together and if it doesn't seem like it matches like it probably does you just don't realize i would I, say like maybe don't stick with, like purples and reds and like green like those are a little bit like intense colors but stick with like pinks oranges yellows blues—got colors that like everybody likes and kind of mix them around so i have so many hacks here <laughs> so another thing that i this might be easier said than done but I think it's important if you're gonna have on your walls to have like non-generic wall art. Like, try not to go to Ross or Marshalls. And no hate to them because I still enjoy going. (laughs) But like, if you're gonna have a a unique wall, but your wall has like "live, laugh, love" or like "blessed" on it, or like something cringy, just don't have any writing. Like, (laughs) try to have some like cool. Like, try to get like on on a website like Matisse Art, or like even just type in on Google trendy wall art. And it's just better than going to Ross or Marshalls or even Target. Target's okay. A little less bad. But I think having unique art is really cool. And it helps you stand out. And I have one final one.
1: Love it. All the gems.
0: I know. All the gems. A thousand gems today. I think having a designated selfie wall is very support. you need a trademark like you need people to recognize your spot like at our national airbnb we have four different color hand chairs a gumball machine funky wallpaper and then a neon sign that says this must be the place and it's just like that is where everyone takes their pictures and yes like that wall that area could have been maybe used for a high top table to have seating or like whatever. In our opinion, it's like people want the selfie. The world right now is very revolved around social media and image. And we wouldn't need to take advantage of that. Like, as long as you have, if you're like, oh, I'd rather have a table there. Try to incorporate that somewhere. else. Like try to use bars on your bar top. Like people care more about the selfie and like they want to book for Instagram. As shallow as that sounds, like I know that sounds very shallow, but you got to play the cards you dealt with. So a selfie wall for sure.
1: I mean, it's so true too. Like, especially the demographic of people that are going to be booking that, they can care less about an extra bar stool or tabletop.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Amazing. And you and you came after my signs. I gotta take all mine down now. Ross Marshall's.
1: Just
0: take your live, laugh, love one down. That's
1: yeah. Awesome. That one's for in, sure. that one's in like 70% of the Airbnbs. That's <laughs> that exact one. It's the cover photo. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: And also, like I want it on that note, like I wanna say if you're in a niche market like that has an overflow of Airbnbs like Nashville, Scottsdale, LA, San Diego, somewhere popping, there are so many to choose from. You want your place to stand out. Like your cover photo needs to be crazy. Like I know that it's really hard to make that happen, but in my opinion, it's worth the investment. You can charge more, you'll get seen more, people are happy there. Like maybe there's a high, you pay a little bit more than you normally would but it will, it will definitely come back to you. Like you don't want to spend all your money on an Airbnb and barely be booked because there's so many.
1: Yeah, the happy component is is really interesting. And, and you know, we've had a lot of people on here, but it's kind of an unwritten rule, right? Like you create this space and provide happiness and there's less wear and tear, there's less complaints. I, I love that little blue gem that you, you brought. It's super smart.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point where... People take care of your space when it is unique. Like we knock on wood, we have not had any issues. Like ours is in Nashville. People party there. Like we yeah. know it. Like <laughs> know, what happened? So we don't have, our couch is never broken. Our beds don't break. Like people don't steal things. Like people respect our space in their, They, if they did break something, they would tell us and be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I love this place. I never wanted, it, you know. We don't have that issue. And I know a lot of people that do have Airbnbs have a lot of things that are broken often. And I know sometimes that's just luck, but yeah, people are nurturing and take more care because they see the love that we put into the space.
2: Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, my favorite point was bringing up the supply of Airbnbs, right? So if you're in Montana, you're not really gonna get a return on your investment by decking out or theming a property, going really high end on the design because you don't really have any competition anyway. So, you know, when you're doing a market analysis, I think it's really important to look at the competition, see what they're doing, and then see if you can even command a a much higher, you know, average daily rate through your design. And if you can't, then it probably makes sense to go, you know, more basic.
0: Totally. I couldn't agree more. So like I, we have people that will reach out to us sometimes and we're like, you know, you need to consider your circumstances. Like, I don't think it would be good to hire. Like, it doesn't make sense to hire us. Like, we're looking out for you too. Like, you know, I, I don't think it makes sense. So you should probably just, you know, decorate yourself or use you somebody that's more in that niche of like just simple and modern. And no hate simple and modern. Like, obviously our style is bold. I think simple and modern is beautiful and nice. And like, there are people that want to stay in a simple and modern place. Um, I think you just consider your market.
2: And then let's talk pricing. So if someone were to hire you, do you have an estimated budget that you can give them based on the bedroom count? Or how do you actually go about that?
1: We are thrilled to announce Blue Gems Management. After building out 24 short-term rental properties of our own, we're now helping other investors buy their time back. With over 300 five-star reviews, we really understand the importance of guest experience. If you're interested in making short-term rentals passive, click the link in the show notes below and someone from our team will contact you soon. Now back to the show.
0: So it kind of depends. So I can give you an example. We're doing a Scottsdale Airbnb next week. Um, it's a five-bedroom, four-bath, 2,000-something square foot home. That's going to cost more, obviously, than an apartment or a place without a backyard but we have to talk to them where if they want murals, they want wallpaper like how hard do they want to go? You know, obviously if you want custom mural that's going to cost more. If you want wallpaper, the wallpaper we just notoriously going to cost more. So it really depends on what the person wants. We obviously say, let us have creative freedom, let us just go hard. Um, but we usually say like if they want our full funkiness, we usually quote like 15 to 18 dollars a square foot just for material. So with the national one, I believe we're at $17 a square foot for that five bedroom, four baths. The total for all the furniture, not including our labor, but just the furniture, I think is going to be about 35 after everything. Not bad. I don't know. Yeah, not terrible. And I know people will spend, you know, again, the $5,000 on the West Elm couch. And that's beautiful and fine, but we kind of try to make that out on everywhere. So, like, we'll spend $800 on a weird hand chair you know and then spend only a thousand dollars on the couch or like we try to make that money go by getting those vintage or secondhand finds. we obviously like don't get secondhand beds or like most of the time we get a new couch like to keep it good and in good condition but you know finding those ways wave- and loopholes around it are um, something that we really focus on. So,
1: what about total costs? So, you said this five bedroom furniture and everything would be around 35K. What is an investor looking like all in for the same example?
0: So, for this one, there's certain factors. I mean, this guy we actually have somewhat of a relationship with. So, when we're kind of close with this guy, we've worked with him like in the, so we're charging him a little bit less. Uh, we're actually not charging him a material markup. So, we're, he's paying us 20,000. So normally we'd have that material markup. We have a, it depends, 15 to 20% material markup. We're not charging him on that. So for all in, what would that be? $55,000. Um, and we actually stay in the Airbnb when we're there. So that's we cool. don't have like that overhead. Yeah, it's actually really nice that you work at random hours. But yeah, that's about what he, he would pay us. But I mean, for different spaces, like we just did a commercial cafe. We did 30000 for that one. So it kind of changes depending on what you want. How far we're traveling. Scottsdale's really close to us. It's a five-hour drive, so it's a little bit easier. Um, but yeah.
1: Nice. We might be having uh a Phoenix and a Scottsdale property coming up. We're we're making offers on both of them today. So fingers crossed, maybe, maybe we can collab.
0: Yeah, the call. when will you know?
1: Hopefully, um, uh, yeah, we have a call at 3:30 actually, so in an hour. So hopefully, uh Yeah, it's the same seller, um, has both of the properties, trying to unload both of them, so.
0: Gosh, that's so exciting, because you guys have Airbnbs, but you also manage.
1: Yeah, so, yep, so we have, we own 23 Airbnbs, and then we manage one. So we just started the management arm of our business, Um, and, and it really just developed because we already had the infrastructure already in place with our own business, that it made it a lot easier to say, okay, yeah, we can take over your listing because it's not going to hinder ours. Right. So
0: are you all because I know you guys are in Florida, both of you, right?
1: Right. Yeah, both in Orlando.
0: So all your Airbnbs are kind of spread out.
1: They are spread out. Uh, I would say predominantly like 17 or 18 of them are in Florida, kind of spread out. The rest, uh, we have two in the Smokies. We have two in Baltimore. We have one in Tucson, Arizona. We have one in New Orleans. Uh, but for the most part, we do try to focus on Florida. Um, these two deals in Arizona just kind of fell in our lap. And um, Aiden is wonderful with, with underwriting. He, you know, did an analysis on both of them. We both agree that the numbers look solid. So it's just a matter of, of, of getting our offer accepted for both of them now. So,
0: oh, my God, fingers crossed the block.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. But yeah, maybe we can uh collab on even if it even if it's not these, you know, maybe we can uh tackle one and, and document the whole process. It would be pretty cool.
0: That's another thing that I will say. I we post all the stuff we do on on our TikTok, on my Instagram or clients like we can add or just include like having your Airbnb link in our, in my Linktree bio. That's the other thing cuz a lot of times people will We'll see the video, we, even if it's just like a random unboxing video in an Airbnb, like, oh my God, where is this? And like, so it's another little marketing skill that we have and just add to that. So also I will say like having that like selfie wall and having like your ad on there is another I forgot to mention that, like having a little ad of your Instagram or like printing out little stickers with your ad and putting them in your spot is another little trick I just totally remembered.
1: Love it. Absolutely. So smart. Easy to do. But it it really adds a lot of value, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So speaking
2: of marketing, where are you finding a lot of your clients right now, aside from social media?
0: Honestly, most of them are social from social media. People always reach out on they'll email me and say I saw your Instagram or whatever. It ninety percent social media. Yeah, I mean the guy that we're doing is just we knew him in the past now, but. All the other ones are from social media. We probably need to be better at working ourselves, actually, like not on social media, but that's working for us right now. So it's really cool that we have like this built in platform.
1: For sure. That's crazy. 90%. Yeah. Yeah. So um, right now, because it's starting to be more and more competitive, right? Like you said, it's just people are really starting to get interested even you know newbies are starting to buy their own properties and get into Airbnb everyone knows that it's a really lucrative business mm-hmm. outside of design are, are there anything are there any things right now that you would say that are like cutting edge to really differentiate yourself outside of design like maybe adding a hot tub or adding some type of amenity that you're seeing that can really boost that average daily rate
0: that's a great question i Once again, it depends on where you are. You guys are obviously know that. But I mean, for our Nashville, like having a pool, once again, mainly because people want to sit in the Ravens on a Bachelorette trip. Like you have to know that market. Like we do some we've done a lot of murals and stuff in Joshua Tree. Having a hot tub is crucial there. Having a pool, it's hot as heck there. (laughs) Having that, I think it's very important. But I genuinely think like, I know this is weird, but it sounds even weird saying it out loud, but like <laughs> if you have a cool interior, those amenities don't matter as much. I will say having a pool I think will always be beneficial, especially in Florida, stuff like that, like wherever you are. But like you aren't, you could be living, you could be in a nasty exterior apartment, but the inside is cute. And I, I think that actually outweighs those amenities as long as you have like normal running water, <laughs> stuff like that.
1: Makes sense. Probably helps. That
0: wasn't really a great answer, but.
1: No, no, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, I will also say, I wanted to mention, like uh, sometimes when you hire a designer, they don't have Airbnbs of their own. Like they're not in that Airbnb world. So they don't know what you necessarily need for an Airbnb. And so like what stands out with us is that we have an Airbnb and we've stayed in so many. So we know like when we're stuck. Oh, also I want to mention when we at that, 15 to $18 a square foot is including like cups and plates and the mattress, like all those other stuff. Oh, nice. But as I was saying, like, we know exactly what it takes, like having that king bed versus the, the queen bed, having like good quality plates or, you know, having nice linens and like those additions that a normal designer maybe wouldn't notice or pay attention to. I think it's good that we have that outlook on it as well, like as guests and hosts.
2: Yeah, I love that you bring that up because I was curious, like what questions should I be asking a potential designer if I'm looking to hire one?
0: You definitely need to see their portfolio. Like you need to see what they have done before. Um, Obviously like what they're charging and I think it needs to be a reasonable, I think a lot of people will overspend on designers because the designer will get like a lot of the times like the West Elm or the CB2, like they'll spend a lot of money. Um, I think a good designer can find good deals on sites like I always come back to Wayfair because it's very, even Walmart, like you can find cool things if you hunt. Having a designer that knows that like you don't have to spend a ton of money to have it be like the coolest place. But I really do think having someone that understands Airbnb and short-term rental is very important. Like they need to get what guests actually want when they're there and like how to safely maneuver that. They need to get things that, you know, won't break or that like are hazard, hazardous to guests.
1: What about automation? Are you adding any type of automation to your properties, you know, ring doorbell cameras or anything like that?
0: So the place where it actually doesn't allow ring doorbell, which is a bummer, but the ones that we do, we add the ring doorbell. Um, uh, We've actually like helped people set up their Airbnb listing as well, because I think sometimes the verbiage on the listing is important. And like a lot of the times when I book a place, like it seems so serious and it seems so like, Daryl like the conversation with with just like the way it's written out doesn't seem very approachable and friendly like I love when I'm looking for a place to go and like the host is real and they're funny and they're approachable it, it feels good all around so we can help people with that too um, for our automation luckily my boyfriend handles all the Airbnb stuff like he probably shouldn't be in this interview just, making, <laughs> just like make it pretty but he automates all of that as well so I don't really have a good answer for that
1: no worries
2: Makes a lot of sense. So where, where are you trying to go in the next couple of years? Where do you want to take your business now?
0: I, we're so all over the place. Like it's very, that's a great a loaded question. We obviously want to invest in Airbnbs and we're pretty close because we need a years work history. Like we're approaching our two year. So we obviously want to have units of our own. We I really want to start having my own furniture line. I think that when I'm hunting for furniture, when it's not secondhand, it's really hard to find, like, let's say a coffee table and a TV stand. If you look on the internet, it's like a very basic coffee table and a very basic TV stand. There are a lot of unique things, unless you want to spend $5,000 in anthropology. Like, I'm very interested in having unique shaped furniture or regular shaped. Things that are also affordable because a lot of times the nice things are very expensive. So I think that's what I'm really hoping to get into in the future. Um, is getting a manufacturer to start making products like that. I would love to have a line of hand chairs. They're just weird. I don't know. Like they just if you have hand chairs on your front listing, people are like, WTF is that. Like yeah. I have to l- look. You know, I'm right. confused. So kind of like that attention getter. But I'd love to do that. Um Blue and I are actually talking to a um a production company, and they're trying to get us to have our own show.
2: Congrats, that's big.
0: Yeah, hopefully the new Chip and Joanna because they're a little bit boring. So that's our future goal. Um, we're kind of just like going where like the wind takes us. We're kind of just pivoting as we go, and it's really cool because we work for ourselves, and you know that like you too. It's just cool that you can kind of go your own way. And I think a lot of times people are scared to take that risk and try something new, but we've learned that just doing it. Like we live by Nike, just do it. Like just taking that chance because worst case scenario, you can go back. Nothing that you do is seriously permanent. And so I think taking that chance and getting that Airbnb or like starting a new business that you're interested in shooting your shot or like what is just important. That's like a great way to live life. I I can't imagine going, finishing college and going straight to a nine to five job. I don't think I would feel fulfilled and I would feel like there's a hole in me. So I think What I'm saying is just take the chance. And I I think that's something cool to live by is just do it.
1: Love it, love it. We want to get into the formal questions, Ada. A couple of
2: them? Yep, let's do it. So a lot of our listeners are just starting out. What would be your advice for someone just getting into the Airbnb game?
0: I'm sure people always say this, but know your market. Like, do not invest in Scottsdale or somewhere even Miami if you're like a rookie like I feel like start in if you don't know what you're doing like if you're new to this make sure that you are going in the right locations for that like if you are going in like a main hub place you got to be a little more prepared do more research on that market because it could be detrimental if you are just one of the 15,000 in your area like just really know your market I would also say take time to like plan for decorating your space. I think a lot of times people go into when they're going to start an Airbnb that they will just be, okay, I'll just go to Marshalls. Or I'll just go to Target. Or I'll order some up Amazon as it comes. Like take a month or two before and really like set up a mood board, like set, look on Pinterest and find things that you're actually interested in and that you think will look good. Don't just throw things together and hope that they will. Just take a little extra time on that. I would say are are my top two. Love
2: it. Amazing answer. What does a day in the life look like for Bridget Whitney?
0: Every day is different. That's for sure. Um, Now more than ever, it's very social media oriented. I do a lot of ads and work with brands. So most of the time I'm, every day I would feel like I'm doing something for a brand I'm working with. I'm working with Amazon right now. So like, I'm planning for the next video that I'm going to be making with them or filming a video so that's a big part of my life I love to work out at core power yoga I'm a big yoga sculpt girl I don't know if you've ever done that but you should if you haven't um and it's really just like planning on the jobs that we're doing and like moving we're very goal-oriented I would almost say it's a little bit too goal-oriented like sometimes my boyfriend and I are like we should probably like talk about what normal couples talk about we're always talking about like airbnb or like design or like how we can have a side hustle so we're very goal and future oriented right now so a lot of the times we spend like brainstorming different ideas of what we can do in the future but yeah that's a typical day wake up whatever i want (laughs) love it
1: love it so If you could leave one more blue gem with the audience, and it could be about anything, it could be about life, it could be about design, it could be about Airbnbs, it could be about real estate or just anything in general, what would you want to leave them?
0: I feel like my main thing in life is like, don't be afraid to be different and don't be afraid to take the road less traveled. So whatever that means for you, Don't feel the pressure of the world. Even me, like, don't listen to this podcast and that. oh my God, I got to do this hand chair. Like, whatever your heart is telling you, go for it and like, trust yourself. And I guess just like, go full and hard and believe in what you truly feel in your heart. And I think when you approach anything with like authenticity and what you feel really passionate about, Anything could happen from there. Like only good things can come from that. Sometimes I catch myself looking at other designers and I'm like, oh God, I need to be- do this or do that. It's really easy to get caught up in what you don't have. Really just honing on what you have and what your skills are. And yeah, great things will come from that.
1: Amazing. And where can people find you?
0: So most people find me on my social media. I have TikTok and Instagram. It's at it's Bridget, bitch. Yeah, it's bitch. <laughs> like it's Brittany, bitch. Um, We have a website. It's BridgetBitch.com. Also, um, if you just go to my Instagram, I have a link tree and I will lead you to all my other links. But yeah, that's where you can find me. You can message me or you can email me. at my email in my bio as well. It's BridgetWhitney at select.co. If you're interested
1: in scaling your short-term rental portfolio and networking with like-minded individuals, we host a short-term rental meetup once a month in downtown Orlando. Click our link below in the show notes to register. See you at the next one.
0: JB dropping blue gems. AG dropping blue gems. New podcast, baby, tune in. We in this thing dropping blue gems.